Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and folks looking to impress their witchy aunts that live alone in New York. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, what is a witch, witches in the news, and a spell for courage to get you through the most trying of times. What if we put our song like three times in it? <laughs> it's just it's always, like a minute it's and a half. in the background. <laughs> and it's so loud that you can't hear us. Yes. That would be amazing. All right. What's up next? We're, we're blowing through this. We are. Okay. So I guess we should just talk about what is a witch. So what is a witch to you? Like when you think of witches, what do you think of? I mean, the caricature is the crotchety old lady, sometimes with green skin. Is that... A la Wizard of Oz, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Pointy hat, cackle, probably putting some hex on some poor girl who's from Kansas with like a really <laughs> cute dog. That's just, a, like a witch to me, like when I think witches. You're just pulling from a very specific movie. <laughs> this podcast is basically me just dropping pop culture references <laughs> so that people know I'm up to date. That's it. That's true, yeah. So when I think of a witch... I, I definitely think of that. The nose is a big thing, which I feel like is definitely racist. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, then I also, true. I think of like, I think of, I mean, we grew up with like Kiki's Delivery Service. We grew up with Halloween Town. We also grew up with Charmed. Harry so Potter. Like, Harry Potter. Huge so like, one. So like witches and, and witchcraft and magic is also like this very like playful, almost like a coming of age thing yeah. for me so there's like witches which is like this thing that's you know kind of vile and gross and smells and has like a cat and then there's like this other witch that I definitely I don't know like as a child identified with like Sabrina the teenage witch like Sabrina the teenage witch which with I, the cool cat which I can't with Salem Salem <laughs> who's just so he's a canon bisexual angry man in a cat body fucking cocky we'll get to Salem specifically in our familiars episode. Yes. 100%. So one of the big things I want to talk about today is the idea of which is a gender neutral term, right? So, yeah. I mean, I definitely, even just from pop culture, imagine which as like a very femme term, mm -hmm. but that's like not necessarily accurate, right? Correct. So that, so that which is which and, and witchcraft, like historically, is actually a gender neutral term. And it comes from like old English. I've also heard like Germanic, which could be like English, German, Dutch, Swedish, a bunch of stuff. But yeah, so it has like sort of this history, right, of coming from, I'm not even sure how you pronounce it. So there's like W-I-C-C-E. Is that just Wicca with an E? Yeah, or I don't know if it's Witcha. Well, I looked it up. It had like like those weird symbols where they're like, this is how you say the A, and it's like the A and the E together, and there's like a little squiggle on top, and I was like, what is this ridiculous? This is me. <laughs> yeah. What is this ridiculous language? I did not go to school for this. No. We went to Indiana Public School, just so everyone knows. <laughs> I think that's relevant right now. Whenever I'm with intellectuals or academics, I just always kind of preface anything I say with, I went to a state school. 
That's a good one. I like that. That's very true. That's very true. It's very, very true. And very indicative of my education. So there's like this male and female term, which I'm just going to call it Wicca. Mm -hmm. And we can get tweets about it later. And that's okay. And, and, you know, y'all have to forgive us because we're also sort of new at this. We're learning with you. That was something that we thought was really important is that we're on this journey with you. And we thought it would be fun if you guys came along and... Um, so that's a vulnerability for us. Yeah, we're witches in training, and you're witches in training, and people in training make mistakes and tweet at us angrily. Yeah. We'll, you will correct. Don't at we me. We will course correct. Do not at me. So there's the, the Wicca, W-I-C-C-A, and there's the W-I-C-C-E. The W-I-C-C-A was like this masculine term, and then with the E was a feminine term. And then in the Middle Ages, it shifted to W-I-C-C-H-E, which became like a common variant for either. Mm -hmm. Like a, a contemporary parallel would be like the pronoun they. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Which is are trans inclusive. There you go. Have you Welcome ever to an... the club. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so which yes. <laughs> which yes. I guess why do we think of it as so feminine versus masculine? I don't know, probably pop culture. Pop culture. Well, if looking at least at the Salem Witch Trial, it's all about... Older women, some older women who had land, who had like a little bit of money, some older women who were homeless, and about portraying them as an other. So maybe that's why witchcraft gravitates more towards a feminine energy. Yeah. It's just because there's been these women of power that no one knew what to do with in the past, and thus they were in the community, but not part of the community. So they were seen as this other entity within themselves. Yeah. Something to be feared because they couldn't be placed easily, especially in American Puritan mind. Yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, two out of three of the people that were tried for witchcraft or other sort of like spiritual shortcomings were women. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's used as like, well, one of out of every three was a man. But like every two out of three, that's over half was a woman. And yeah, and something that you hit on is that the othering using the spiritual shortcoming of witchcraft was used as a way almost as like a cultural cleansing, like a community cleansing, like undesirables, people of different races, people of different spiritual beliefs, ageism, sexism, were all sort of like used as a way to cleanse your community of these undesirable people. Icky. Icky people. Very icky. Oh, icky oh. people. <laughs> I was like, get those gross old people Great out of here. people. Icky situation. Yeah. Not looking too good over there. Because I've read several things, like where the pervading idea of the crone, the old woman, the woman that cannot have children anymore, possibly she lives alone, if that comes from that time period or if that is like another way of othering women. Because there is kind of like that idea that once women can't have children anymore, what is their use, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Older men are held in high esteem for, like, wisdom and stuff like that. But as women get older, they're pushed to, like, the peripheries of society. They are not in any way producing anything for us and therefore are irrelevant. I feel like that's the same, too, with black women and voodooism specifically, mm -hmm. is it's these women who are seen as powerful that no one knows what to do with because yeah. they're on the periphery of society. They're not childbearing. They don't necessarily have a job. They're just doing their own lives. But for some reason, as a country, just in general... We don't really like it when people are just living their own life. <laughs> We're not about that. Vote in the next election, please. Please, God. please vote in the midterms. 
Also, mom, stop asking if I've gotten a job yet, okay? This is my job. This is my job. I'm trying so hard, mom. (laughs) Who can be a witch? Like, who is allowed to be a witch? Like, are you waiting for your letter from Hogwarts? Is it that specific? Do you have to be initiated? Can anyone just pick up a spell book? Where do you go to buy spell books? (laughs) Who can be a witch? Who can be a witch? Well, and why would you want to be a witch? Why would I? I feel attacked right now. Oh, no, no. These are just questions. (laughs) Why would you want to be a witch, Tara? Can't you just do anything better with your life? I should really be a news anchor. I'm doing this really well. Yeah. (laughs) Hard pointed questions. Hard pointed questions. Yeah. Who can be a witch? I mean, I feel like anybody could be a witch. Yeah. Your personal craft and your personal practice is very much like tailored to your own lifestyle. Right? It's like I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Very much uh, like attached to who you are. Like, my personal craft is very much attached to my mental health. Mm-hmm. I know some people like they have boundaries for their own their own personal crafts that are specific to their lives and like their values and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like anyone could be a witch as long as you're doing it responsibly, right? There's like a kind of like right in the devil's book, <laughs> your name down. Doing well, first satanic you have to magic. kiss Satan's ass. Oh, is that it? Okay. Well, that's one of the things. Apostasy. Oh, okay. okay. You have to commit apostasy. Sorry, everyone listening to us. You're already doing it. Oops. Oops. My bad. Whoops. Change the channel. <laughs> we just get very low Satan voices. <laughs> and now that you've been initiated. Our producer said not to do affectation, so <laughs> we're really not listening to him. Sorry. Sorry, Marcel. Sorry, Marcel. But yeah, I think that anyone can be a witch. Like it's an identity, it's a practice that is, yeah, specific to you. Like are you participating in witchcraft when you go and get like your palm read? Like are you participating in witchcraft when you buy your first tarot card deck? Like do you have to own this many candles and have an altar and like do this and that, burn the sage? I don't really think so. I don't think so. You should burn sage anyway. It's good. It's good for you. It's really good for you. It's good to get the negative energy out. You have a bad roommate. They leave. Sage that room before you put it on Craigslist. Please. Please. Nobody wants that bad energy. But yeah, I feel like witchcraft is a good way to just connect to something spiritually, even if you're not a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're allowed an access to that. That's very non-denominational. Well, I do. I feel like... Let's have a real conversation. Like Let's words have a real mean conversation. words mean nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. in like contemporary society. We know this politically. We know this sort of like as we've become globalized. So yes, I do believe there is a structure, right? There's like a cultural structure for witchcraft, but its relevance now today, it, you know, it's not really as strong as it was before. It's really far more open, yeah, than it was before, and that it that it can be fun, that it can be light and playful. Or if you feel like so deeply rooted to like particular gods or you feel so deeply rooted to a particular kind of craft and like you can definitely dive deep into it and find like all of the sort of stuff that lies beneath that is so rich and have that be so valuable and important to you. But I don't think that those are value judgments, right? I feel like that is, yeah, I just really want to push that witchcraft and that identity and that practice is so personal. Yeah. No one should ever judge you. Like it's for you. It's for you. Unless you're hexing someone else, then maybe it's about them too. But (laughs) in most cases, yeah, witchcraft is about you. It's about setting your mental space, about you feeling comfortable and safe and giving you an extra push. The spell we'll do later about courage. Hopefully it works. Hopefully. (laughs) Because we need some courage. Because we need some courage. First podcasts are very, very hard. So how do you become a witch? Well, you can start with a witch starter pack. 
Yeah. Which, as we already mentioned, sage, a great herb to just cleanse your home of any negative energy that may have inhabited it before you even moved in. Or if you had a bad roommate who moved out, sage that all up. It's good. It's clean. It's ready to start over. Sage is almost like a restart button with energy. When I was learning how to drive, I was doing it with uh, my aunt's. And I was getting so frustrated that I couldn't parallel park because parallel parking is really hard when you're 15 years old and live in Indiana. So you never have to do it (laughs) that they were like, whoa, chill out, Alicia. We'll just we'll light some sage. It'll be fine. Just calm down. So it's also a nice thing to just light in the background. It kind of fills the air with that very nice smell. I like the smell of sage. I do too. Yeah. Whenever I enter a room with sage, it feels just very at home with me. It just clears you up. It's just a nice, easy way to be like, okay, we're here. We're lighting things. Something's on fire, which is already, that feels powerful. Yeah, that's a sexy. It's kind of sexy. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of fun. And you're just letting it waft through the room and clear up any negative energy that either you have or the space has and to just start anew. Yeah. Something that I want to hit on really quick is smudging. Something that I came across a lot when I was researching for this episode is that there's this thing called smudging and people will often appropriate the term smudging Mm -hmm. but actually smudging and using as it's like smoke cleansing is a very specific kind of smoke cleansing used by native peoples and so if you sort of run across and it's similar in that they're using sort of bundles of herbs and lighting them to create some sort of like change so spiritual change around you and in that space, that that is a very specific kind of vocabulary for a very specific people in a very specific situation. Because I was using the term before and then I was told like, you need to stop, you stupid white girl. You need to stop right now. So I'm just going to put that out there. Course correct. Save you some tears and some embarrassment at the eye. How do you smudge? Is it with sage or is it with something else? I'm not 100% sure. I sort of like put it down. It's like that's not what my heritage is. But that sage, the idea is that, and you can also pair it with other herbs, is that you light the bundle Mm -hmm. and you blow it in the flames so that it's smoldering. And then you kind of wave it around either your body or around the space and using that to purify any energy or spirits that are in that space so that you're left with a clean slate. Very nice. But only do it if it's in your heritage. And also don't do it around pets. Like if this is the room that you're going to keep your parakeet in, like maybe don't light the sage in that room, mama. Or take your parakeet to a different room while you're lighting the yeah. sage. Or open a window. Or open a window. Just Let's like, not asphyxiate animals here. That's not what we're condoning. It's not our type of witchcraft. Take care of the things that you love. So yeah, so definitely get some sage and some cleansing material. For crystals, something that was told to me is getting a basic chakra healing set and that you can go to pretty much any metaphysical store it's probably an easy google search way too mm-hmm. yeah. for that one yeah if you want to order them online because you're lazy and tired and it's late or just a millennial and everything's very convenient and can be at your doorstop in two days <laughs> like amazon please endorse us <laughs> no but if you do, uh, I'll leave my contact number at the end. At least. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so crystals, you know, everyone kind of has like their own, again, like their own practice and the things that are useful to them. But that crystals are often something that's easily charged and easily used in everyday spiritual practice. And that if really this is something is if you only have money for one crystal because you're 14 and you have an allowance, is that you need to get like a clear quartz. 
because it's basically a really good all-purpose crystal Mm -hmm. and it's really good for cleansing how do you charge your crystal how do you charge your crystal um, I've read a couple of different things. Okay. Is that you can like leave it in the moonlight, which feels really romantic. I like that one. I like That's that nice. one. Does it matter what kind of moonlight or any moonlight will do? I mean, I mean full's probably the most energy is what I'm assuming. Yeah, that feels like like I'd probably seen that in a movie. Yeah. Underneath what a boring fl- movie. It's literally <laughs> it's- just a shot of a crystal in moonlight recharging. <laughs> That's the whole movie. It's the whole Then the moon movie. goes down and, then- <laughs> and it's done. But so yeah, so the that like I've I've heard of people leaving it in moonlight. I've heard of people like keeping it around flame. I think it's in, you know, specific to the kind of energy you want to infuse that crystal with. I've heard people sleeping with it and holding on to it to charge it with their own energy. Oh, that's cute. But yeah, if nothing else, get yourself some clear quartz to cleanse you and keep you grounded. Alicia, you're the clear quartz of my life. Oh my god, yeah. you're the clear quartz of my life. Which is probably why we were messes when we were apart. <laughs> But we're back together now, so it's great. <laughs> we are best friends forever. Aw, BFFs. BFFs. So, but yeah, so we're going to talk about crystals in a later episode. We'll get into the nitty gritty of what crystals do what and yeah. how long they should stay in your pocket for or where you should put them. Yeah. The feng shui of crystals, maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. I have this, um, so definitely in that episode, we're going to do a bit where we pair crystals with bffs from college and i've already chosen moonstone to be this girl i met at a house party named lauren who would not shut up that about sounds her. like a lauren thing to do <laughs> it was such a lauren thing to do for all the laurens out there we're starting our our base of fans so we're not trying to offend anyone <laughs> but basically she would not stop talking about her benoit balls and how she that's would, crazy about how she would bury her own <laughs> menstrual blood and i was like i'm drunk and 20 and, and you need to stop. <laughs> it's like, man, for Christmas, all I want is a vibrator and you have bin wall balls. It's just like, it's like, she's like the egg that you stick up your vagina. <laughs> and I was like, this is too intimate of a conversation. The I'm shock having. value of undergraduate school. Let me tell you. Again, in Indiana. In Indiana. <laughs> she was like, here's another woman. She loves to talk about vaginas, which is true. Yeah. But yeah, so get a crystal. We're very in tune with our bodies here. Get, get a, a crystal. Get, get a, a quartz. Crystal. Get a quartz crystal. Um, baby's first crystal. Baby's first crystal set. Yeah. That's such a good idea. We'll market that. Don't steal it. Don't steal Amazon. It. They're listening. <laughs> My phone's probably just recording the whole thing. <laughs> the government wants it. So the next thing is candles. I love candles. Do you? I really love candles. Tell me about candles, Alicia. Oh, man. What do you love about them? They smell so good. <laughs> and I smell so bad. And I smell so, it like covers everything up. <laughs> They're amazing. No, but I love candles. We went to a great shop in Manhattan the other day called Enchantments. And they have all sorts of candles. Candles that help for academic wisdom. Candles that help your love life. Candles that help your sex life. If you need like an extra push or something. And it's great that so many can just set the mood. They're able to just give a more romantic, enticing atmosphere, whether you're with someone else or you're completely by yourself. It just feels more intimate. It feels more grounding and more connected. And candles are a great way to light something. You can even forget about them. Please blow out your candles before you leave your house, though. Oh, my God, please. We do not want any house fires. Also, if you are underage, please ask permission 
to light a candle before lighting one because we also do not need any letters from mothers because <laughs> our mothers are terrifying. <laughs> That's enough to deal with. Don't at me, mom. Don't at me, mom. <laughs> but they're a great way to just center and ground and very useful and important in most witchcraft rituals. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that they set intention. And yeah. that like, so colors of candles is something that we're, we're going to talk about later. But that the idea is that colors have these cultural associations that are different from culture to culture. And that at some point we kind of have to like set that down and, and set that apart from this practice. But I sort of put together like a little candles that I bought for my first. Ooh. And I don't know, I don't know. I could tell you. I think you would tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Is this a safe space? Of course. Oh, okay. We put the salt around that said no witches. It's just... Oh, wait. (laughs) That doesn't work. No witches. What is it in Hocus Pocus? Was that it? Mm. You do the salt in a circle and... Oh, yeah. You're safe from... Oh, I think it's from, like, the devil's forces, so... We're not working with the devil. I'm ready to invite Satan into my bed, though, okay? (laughs) Mostly that means we're just looking for jobs in New York, so... Also, I'm very alone. (laughs) It's okay. Okay, so, and if, yeah, if you're at any metaphysical store, like, most of them are labeled with intention. But, yeah, so I feel like you need a few white candles. White candles are purifying and cleansing. I usually have a couple black candles because I have anxiety, and I find them very grounding, and they banish negative energy, and I have a lot of negative energy in my life. This isn't a therapy session, Tara. And then dark blue candles. Dark blue candles is something I use a lot because I'm very into divination so they have they like up your psychic energy and so I find that to be generative I usually have a few pink candles um pink candles are something that attract love but I often use them for self-love and like Mm -hmm. upping my own like my love for myself and the people around me and attracting love not necessarily romantic and then um, I love that yeah I love that that's so cute thank you yeah you're cute stop <laughs> and then uh and then the last one I usually have is like a few red candles. And that's just like because you know, like feel that red energy, like feel like red is for Mars, red is for sexual energy, like anything where you need to feel confident, I'll light a red candle and even just lighting it is me placing intention into my life to attract that kind of energy. Yeah. But yeah. Herbs. You need some herbs. <clears throat> we need some herbs. Herbs, herbs, and magical fruits. The magical fruits? Oh, we should have like an herb song. Herbs, yes. Ooh. We love their green nails. Herbs, yes. I love that. What herbs do you need would be the starting question. Well, lavender, basil, patchouli, rosemary, chamomile, peppermint, and comfrey are a few. So everyone has the lavender face mask. Your mom always asked you to wear it. It's great. It just calms you down. I have a little pillow that just smells like lavender. So if I'm stressed out, I just smell it. I just put it on my face. Marcel, leave the room. Exactly. (laughs) You're stressing me out. I put it on my face and I smell it. And it's just lavender is a very soothing smell. Okay, so the next one is rosemary. So it seemed to me, like during my research, that rosemary's main thing was focus and elevating your mental powers, but it's also used for protection. So protection from, I don't know, like bad vibes, from the ex that you ran away from and moved to New York for. <laughs> but it's a but good yeah, reason, yeah. But like rosemary, I often use it in kitchen magic, like ingesting mm-hmm. rosemary as a way to really focus myself and protect myself, create sort of like a like a nice 
like warm capsule around myself. Lemongrass is another purifying thing that you can ingest. Basically, like I want you to go to Whole Foods. I want you to pick out four kinds of tea. All of those teas are magical. Get the cheapest ones because we're on a budget. Ones. We are on Get budget. the tea. You make the tea and you whisper into it. We'll get to tea leaves later. Don't let's not worry about that now. The grim might be in it. We're not ready for it. Like it's not worth it. And you whisper into the tea, fix me. Please. And then you drink it and then you you're magical now. Yeah. That's what it is. You keep the tea leaves. So basically I want a whole counter of unwashed mugs. Unwashed mugs. Because we will get to that in a later episode. <laughs> okay. And then I think the last thing is the grimoire. You seem to love the grimoire. I so I feel like grimoire. you should talk about the grimoire. So grimoires, I hope that's how you're saying it. Grimoire. 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 Grim. Where? Grim. <laughs> so grimoires are collections, books, usually collections of spells and incantations of like useful spells and stuff like that. They're like a collection of useful spells and sometimes people, you can buy grimoires. They're like sort of already pre-put together spell books, if that's what you're into. I would really like to challenge, though, anyone that's sort of like us, that's starting their journey, um, to have a personal grimoire, which is basically like the journey of your practice. And that I think the journaling and putting down on paper what you feel like is working, what you feel connected to, is actually really generative as you move forward you know. No. You know. Yeah. Just like as, as you move forward, putting down on paper what you feel connected to and what you think is working for you. Because you can buy a spell book off, you know, any Amazon. website. Or you can fuck my Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. You can go to almost any, any Barnes and Noble would have yeah. like a little spell book, even if it's like a children's spell book, but those still come from a great place. And yeah. so you can easily get grimoires there. Even on Pinterest, like you can create your Pinterest board of like Ooh. of like different kinds of stuff that works. Like that could be your grimoire. But yeah, I think it's yeah it's important to really keep a catalog of your journey. So I'm appropriating the term grimoire to just mean this is my diary. Yeah, this is my witch diary. This is my magical diary. <laughs> my magic diary. It's your Tom Riddle diary. Okay, no, oh, that's no. negative energy. We're not doing that one. Burn some more sage. Burn some more sage. Burn some sage over that book. Okay, so now we're going to transition. We're transitioning into, is it Witches in the News? Oh, it's Witches in the News. Oh, it's Witches in the News. Witches. Witch alert. We should make that. That's amazing. I love that. This is what I live for, is Witches in the News. So in this month's Witches of the News, exciting stuff. There is, in Brooklyn, on October 20th, a hex on Brett Kavanaugh, which is very exciting. I don't know if we condone hexing people. I do. Do we condone? Okay, we I'm, do. In this situation, we do. Maybe it's very situational condoning, but not good for America, this one. <laughs> the amazing part about this is... Tickets are sold out, so we can't go. Damn. I looked into it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I was just curious. I just wanted to know what they were doing. Way to build me up and break me down. I know. But as of today, there is a backlash. There. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny. Okay. 
The title of this article from Newsweek on October 18th, 2018 at 11.36 a.m. says Catholic exorcist holding special mass to counter witches' hex on Kavanaugh. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Are you joking? This is amazing. This is amazing. Can we go to that? <laughs> I don't know if we can go to that. <laughs> Basically, they're calling the hex a conjuring of evil. It's not free speech. That's someone's quote. Conjuring up personified evil does not fall under free speech. Satanic cults often commit crimes. They murder and sexually abuse everyone in their cult. Which, let's take that quote for a second and then talk about the Catholic Church. (laughs) And also Kavanaugh? It's like, oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. That totally makes sense to me. No, it does fucking not. It's already really funny that the hex has gotten as much attention as it has. But to bring an exorcist? I don't even, like, all I know about exorcism, and we can probably do an episode later about exorcism, because that's kind of, I don't know, that feels more devil magic-y to me than anything. (laughs) But you're trying to exorcise the negative energy out of someone. So they're basically trying to fight witchcraft with witchcraft. And it just feels like a very big Republican Democratic thing of whose witchcraft is better. Yeah. Whose magic is pure? Obviously the Republicans. That's what they think. (laughs) Oh, man. So I am very excited. Apparently that happens two days after the hex. So we will definitely update you guys on how that goes. But this is absolutely incredible. (laughs) And I guess in retaliation to the exorcism, is going to do a second hex. Yes, a second (laughs) hex. Double hexes. On November 3rd. So we might be looking at hexes and exorcisms throughout the rest of the year. I love this. We don't know. It could happen. Can we RSVP to the second one? That one. We should actually look into RSVPing to the second one. Like this was just released today. We can all go together. If you're afraid of going alone, we will go to the hex with you. Come with us. Yeah. Just DM me. Don't DM me. Don't at me. Don't at me. (laughs) And other witches in the news, Azealia Banks and Lana Del Rey. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, crazy. Which I feel like they are both witches in their own right. So honestly, I wouldn't fuck with either of them. (laughs) Especially not Azealia Banks. She's a little crazy. Oh my gosh. I love her. Her music's great. If no one's listened to her music, like, it's amazing. But don't fuck with her. Essentially, Lana Del Rey tweeted about the Kanye West antics. And I love hate Kanye West, meaning I love him. But he is canceled. And I understand that. (laughs) That we have moved on as a country. And it makes me very sad. But he did do it to himself. (laughs) And apparently, Lana Del Rey was just talking about how his SNL performance was not great. He was wearing the MAGA hat. He went basically spieling about Trump's America for 30 minutes. They they cut. They were mm-hmm. done with the show. He's still going. And then, of course, he had the meeting with the president a few weeks ago. So Azealia Banks did not like that, which, to be fair, she did not like the white woman position of it, of being like, okay, this black man has something to say, white woman shutting him down. Fair, fair. This happens way too often. White women are a little too self-righteous these days. Slash forever. We don't even need to say these days. (laughs) It's an unfortunate reality 
of our country. Banks reportedly tweeted, don't use Kanye for your own vapid attempts to seem politically aware when there is so much more bootleg witchcraft you could be doing to try and take down 45. Kanye is not your enemy or the enemy. In fact, your selective outrage makes you the enemy. You're exactly the kind of thought police Kanye is fighting against. All right. And then this escalates. It does. I love it. Talana saying, Banks, you could have been the greatest female rapper alive, but you blew it. Don't take it out on the only person who had your back. Damn. It got even worse than what I thought. It got worse? It did. This is great. (laughs) Essentially, this feud is out of control. Banks also says, first we need to call the surgeon who did her pointy Michael Jackson nose and ask for some Kybella for those chicken patties. Next, we need her to head over to Instagram and invest in some at flat tummy code lollipops and a $20 waist trainer. Oh, my God. And Lana says, I'll send you my surgeon's number and a good psychiatrist I know in L.A. Your psych meds aren't working. (laughs) Amazing. Well, Banks is definitely a witch not to be fucked with. She said, you know, the big bad witch is smarter than that. When her house mysteriously goes up in flames while she is asleep inside, I want to see as many hashtag Azealia Voodoo hashtags as possible. That was the tweet. I'm going to fucking burn down your house. Exactly. I'm going to burn down your house, Lana. With my dark magic. With my dark magic. And also, apparently she was quoted earlier saying, real witches do real things, like in a video Posted two years ago, depicting the inside of the closet where she purported to have sacrificing chickens over the course of three years of brujeria. Holy. Wait, so where is this? Sorry, let's just cite this article really quick. Yes, thank you. I believe this is W Magazine. Oh, my God. Amazing. I'm so here. Honestly, I'm so here. (laughs) For Azalea to summon the devil. Against Lana Del Rey. Against Lana Del Rey. And Lana Del Rey to beat the shit out of the devil. It would be an amazing witch fight. I just, that's what I want. That would be cool. I want them to hex each other. I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> I need this to elevate witch discourse in the news. In the news. Yeah. Witches shouldn't fuck with other witches, essentially. Don't please, do it. Please don't mess with us, Banks. Please. please. Oh, she would take us down. We'd be dead. We'd be dead. <laughs> if we're not already dead, she knows. We'd be with her chickens. We'd be in the fucking backyard. Like, we're done. <laughs> She'd buy us out. We're going to be 27 in a couple weeks, so we might as well die anyway. (laughs) Yikes, not a good age. Historically, not a good age. That's the bad age. But I think we'll be okay. Okay. But that's this October's, which is in the news. So since this is our first episode, we may be a few weeks more behind than would normally be. So in future episodes, we will be more current on witchy news, but we wanted to give you a taste of what witch news has in its future. (laughs) And hopefully, Azealia Banks and Lana Del Rey can just make up and get along fine as two powerful... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. me for a loop. (laughs) As two powerful female witches, but we'll see. Everyone also likes a fight. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. We're at that time. The midterm elections are coming up. Like, we all might just want to fight. I just love the goss. I miss gossipy bitch. I'm a gossipy witch. I love being a gossipy witch. It's my favorite thing. Oh, man. Okay, so. Episode one, baby. Okay, so this is our last. If you've skipped through all of this, this is where you can stop skipping. We're going to do the spell now. 
Yay. Okay, are you excited? I'm so fucking excited. Okay. Can we say fucking? I think that... I we would... haven't decided. We should have talked about this beforehand. <laughs> I've just been cursing through this whole thing. Okay. Um. So either we can bleep it with a funny sound or we can just leave it in and just, you know, PG-13 on all of this. Okay. Yeah, PG-13 is cool. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. This is like a fun podcast that you can listen to late at night when your parents have gone to bed and we say things like, that stuff. Or just wear headphones, guys. Wear headphones. Come on. It's 2018. It is 2018. We already talked about like... Oh, Benoit Balls. We already talked about Benoit Balls, so... <laughs> if you don't, that. also Google that late at night. Yeah, actually, don't Google that around your family. Please don't. Um, and use the private, private tab. Yeah. Yeah. If you live in the Midwest. Exactly. Okay, so this is our last segment. Skippers. People that skip, you can stop now. <laughs> so this is our spell. So just before we get started, have you grounded yourself? Do you know how to ground yourself? Have you touched the ground in a while? Ground- is that what grounding is? You're just touching the ground? Well, not so I don't know. So if you've ever been in therapy or if you have anxiety, um, you might be familiar with grounding. So grounding is also sort of you can maybe draw a parallel with mindfulness. And it's really about you need to take a minute to really reconnect yourself with reality in the now. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people, I mean, you could even just like do a few minutes of conscious breath. You could do, you could take a bath, you could eat some food, anything that slows down time for you where you feel like you are in the moment. I feel like a lot of times grounding is used for anxiety when I, I just feel like I'm, I'm just like so wrapped up in like five different timelines that I'm living in and that I need to re sort of center myself inside of my body. So yeah, so be mindful of your physical sensations. What does it sound like? What are you touching? What does the air feel like around you? What temperature is it? Are you holding any tension inside of your body? And then you need to cleanse. This is not a juice cleanse. Okay. You need to cleanse the room that you're in. And this is something we talked about before with sage. Sage cleansing or smoke smoke cleansing is really common and really popular. As you are starting a spell... You're not coming in on a blank slate. You need to cleanse the room and yourself of energy that may kind of muddy up the energy that you're creating and working with during the spell. So you can burn some sage. Usually I take off my clothes or take off any work clothes that I'm in because your clothes and your body can hold on to energy. So you need to take off your black button down from your Starbucks job that's killing you. Take it off. And then... And just wear something comfortable or don't wear anything at all. Or don't wear anything at all. If you are really into color magic, maybe wear the color, something we'll talk about in this spell, wearing the color that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And so what you're going to do for smoke cleansing again is you're going to light the herb bundle. You're going to blow it out so there's not any flame. It's just kind of smoldering. And you're going to sort of waft that smoke over your body into parts of the room that you feel like might have energy knots over objects that you feel like might be retaining something that has energy that you don't want to work with in this situation. So this is our spell for courage. I'm so excited. Maybe you're feeling a little timid or nervous about a situation. Perhaps you're thinking of posting the first episode of your new podcast. Oh my God. And you're thinking, I just maybe I just like won't do it. What if a bunch of people from high school listen to this? And they probably they make, will. And they make fun of me. They probably will. <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> And they'll just get all together and they'll, they'll hate listen to the whole yeah. thing. And they'll be like, remember that weird girl from college and high school? And it's like, yep, it's me. Well, yeah, it's me. Hello. And I haven't changed. And I haven't I've changed. I've really just gotten worse. Yes. So here's a spell for you. 
And that's going to fill you with courage and boldness and ill-fated confidence. Good. Ill-fated. So just if you're thinking of a time to cast a spell, the best time is on Tuesday. Because Tuesday is Aries. It's, it's a actually a very powerful day. And if you can do it when the moon is waxing or full, that's important. You're going to want to dress in red. So you're going to wear a power color. We're both dressed in red. We're here mm-hmm. with you. We're doing the spell with you. We're in red. We're ready. If you have an altar, you also want to drape your altar in red cloth too because it's also your altar's power color and you should celebrate her. So this red is going to add potency to your magic. It's going to make it even stronger and more powerful. These are the things that you need. I'm going to give you a minute to get some pen and paper. Do you have it? Okay, good. Does the pen work? Can you test it? It doesn't work, does it? Get another pen. Do you have a red pen? Okay, this is fine. It's fine. Okay, so these are the things that you're going to need. One white altar candle. One red taper candle. There is a difference. What is a taper? I literally do not know. (laughs) 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 No, I think the taper ones, they're pointy on the top. Okay. Altar candle is like they're the thick ones. It's kind of cylinder-like, and the taper ones are the pointy ones. Okay. So white candle, red candle. Some sprigs of holly or honeysuckle. Ten bucks says if you search metaphysical store, they're going to have it. An essential oil burner. So this one's going to have oil and flame. So just be careful if this is your first time doing this. Lavender essential oil. And then black pepper. Which... Like that you put on food? I don't know. I I love black pepper. I just... I think so. Okay. If not, I hope so. I'm really sorry, everyone, because that's what I did. And, and it worked, so it's fine. Okay, so this is this is what you're gonna do. Okay, you ready? When the scent of lavender has filled your studio apartment, sprinkle some of that black pepper onto the essential oil burner. Okay? You're gonna light the white candle. You're gonna want to use a match. I learned this today. You don't want to use a lighter, you want to use a match. So you're going to light the white candle and you're going to kneel down in front of it. And now what I want you to do is I want you to focus on the flame of this candle and silently ask for courage to meet the challenges that you are facing. I want you to imagine yourself succeeding in all of these challenges and then light the red candle. Now what you're going to do is you're going to stand up. You're going to stand up really tall and you're going to raise your hands above your head like a fucking idiot (laughs) and you're going to say this aloud, okay? Strength and courage may I possess. Strength and courage may I possess. That what I fear I may face. That what I fear I may face. In winning through to the other side. In winning through to the other side. On to victory, I will ride. On to victory, I will rise? Ride. Ride. You're going to ride. You're on a horse now. (laughs) I didn't mention that. So you have to buy a horse. (laughs) Okay. On On to victory. On to victory, I will ride. And let it be done that it harm no one. And let it be done that it harm no one. What's up? The spell is cast. And now what you're going to do is you're going to go forward in your life with courage. You're going to apply to that job. You're going to text that motherfucker back. What you're going to do is from this moment on, you have set intention into your life that you're going to go forth with power 
and confidence that you 100% deserve to have. And I just want to give like a quick shout out. So this spell isn't mine. It's from Michael Johnstone from the Encyclopedia of Spells, which you can literally find a PDF online. Awesome. So just... I feel more powerful already. Good. Yeah. So yes, this has been Witch Yes. This is Witch Yes. This is it. And I'm Tara Keck. And I'm Alicia Herter. And thanks for listening, Mom. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks, Linda. (laughs) Thanks, Linda. She's not listening. (laughs) She's not. You know what? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Thanks for listening to Witch Yes, produced by Marcel Perez, marketing consultant by Mallory Porter, and music by Kevin McLeod. We can't wait to see you next time. Have a wonderful Samhain. And a happy Halloween. Bye.